Next on BYU Sports Nation, we're live from Miami, but the collective heart of BYU Sports Nation resides in Oklahoma City. We'll talk to the freshman center, Alohi Robbins-Hardy, as the Cougars prepare for the national championship match. Plus, we'll talk with BYU quarterback Christian Stewart and Miami Beach Bowl's Carlos Padilla. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast nationally on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel, located in the heart of South Beach, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. A1A, Beachfront Avenue. Avenue. That's right there. Yes, it is. BYU Sports (laughs) Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines. Live from the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Friday, December 19th. My this is how we do it. Nice. That was playing in uh, Walgreens last night. Last night. It was like, a good hey, sign. We knew it was a good sign. Getting ready for a Friday, man. Miami. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with antique flip-flop collector, Jerem George. Is there such a thing? You've made it a thing. Have I? I don't know. Haven't you? No. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> That's the end of that conversation. Congratulations, <laughs> BYU students. It's the last day of finals for yeah. everybody in yeah. Provo. Including the women's volleyball team, who are in the national championship match. Oh, my goodness. More on that in a moment. But some of them are going to have to take finals today. Here, here's the thing. For anybody that wasn't giving full attention to what's happening within BYU sports because of finals, you can now all shift your eyes to Oklahoma City. I, that was the best day as a student. The last day of finals. I, I imagine most students are done with finals now, but now you're like, okay, I can just relax. I can watch BYU Sports Nation instead of going to class. Yeah, the relief. Instead of watching it in class, you know, stuff like that. It's, in a way, this is kind of an extra period, an extra uh, preparation day for BYU women's volleyball because their real final is, is tomorrow, right? The, the final that matters the most, let's be honest. <laughs> that O'Kim final, yeah, you probably need a good grade in that, but Amy whatever. Amy Boswell says that's malarkey, Jerem. She has a 3-9-2. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. She no. says that's – you're on. right. You're right. <laughs> Winning a national championship versus an A in any class? Would that, you rather graduate with a 4-0 or have a national championship? Yeah, is there, an, is there National championship. Yeah, absolutely. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's – Twitter topic. I know you want to get involved with this. Write your best greeting, sympathy, get well soon card to the University of Texas. <laughs> Use the hashtag BYUSN at PWNR1019. Cougars don't always eat longhorns. Wait, yes, they do. Okay. <laughs> the most interesting tweet in the world. <laughs> there are a lot of good responses. Keep them coming using the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Championship. Jennifer Hampson to send BYU to the championship is blocked but covered. Hampson again. Hampson! Off the block. BYU with the kill. And BYU advances to its first ever national championship match. Dave Neely on the call for BYU Radio last night. I'm going to need a little more enthusiasm (laughs) next time around. Dave did a great job. BYU women's volleyball did a phenomenal job earning a spot in the national championship game, as he mentioned, for the first time ever. They beat the number two overall seed, Texas Longhorns. I repeat, they beat Texas again. Again. Three sets to one. Jen Hampson and Alexa Gray combined for 41 kills. 
Now combine that with what happened for Sean Olmstead yesterday, Jerem. Best he, he was on day our, ever. He was on BYU Sports Nation. He got the karma. And he had, by the way, he got it Monday as well, a, double, a rare double dose. Just saying, we're not taking full credit, but just saying, double dose of the karma, ABCA National Coach of the Year, which is what you're getting at. Yep. And then they beat Texas in the Final Four. That's powerful stuff. We're all of 200 yards away from the sand of South Beach and the Atlantic Ocean. Doesn't matter. You know what? We were in our hotel rooms happily watching the BYU women's volleyball game last night. But the BYU football team, they're the same distance away. A couple floors below us uh, in the hospitality room watching the volleyball match. Great picture, by the way, from BYU football uh, media relations director Brett Pine. A picture of BYU reacting, including quarterback Taysom Hill. Just everyone just going crazy in in that moment. It was fantastic. And and people that don't pay attention to women's sports at BYU – we're paying oh, attention to watching. BYU. They're Every, all watching. They took over BYU Sports Nation. When we came down to Miami, we thought this would be about the Miami Beach Bowl. It, w- it would be about BYU and Memphis football. It will be. But I'm telling you, yesterday, today, even tomorrow. Not until after the national it's, championship It's about over. BYU women's volleyball yes. because of this magical run they've come up to. Meanwhile, men's basketball is going to play Stanford. How's Tyler Haas' ankle? Meanwhile, second practice going on or just finished five minutes ago for football, 20 minutes away at Florida International. But volleyball has taken over the hearts and minds of BYU Sports Nation. And all of you, BYU Sports Nation, clearly watching the Cougs dominate Texas again, blowing up social media last night, by the way. Twitter is made for sports, uh, just news and reacting and that kind of thing. It's so fun to pay attention to that and have that community experience. People were going crazy. It was fantastic. The tweets were just wrong. BYU was trending nationally. Olmstead stash. Is getting love as well on Twitter. <laughs> ESPN's that bought in. Dirty stash. They have, they have all <laughs> bought in. BYU greater than Texas. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Five. Five and oh. BYU's five and oh since 2012 in all sports versus Texas. Hook'em horns. Not. BYU has <laughs> owned Texas. Let's, can we review some of those? You have BYU women's soccer in 2012 winning 5 nothing. You have football, obviously, in 2013 and 14 beating Texas. You have men's basketball beating Texas. And then, of course, volleyball last night. 5 and all. The, maybe the reason BYU is not getting any kind of real invite to the Big 12 is because of beating Texas. They, I, will, I they, they will do everything they can to prevent BYU from coming into the Big 12. <laughs> Texas is really the card holder, right, with Oklahoma a little bit. They're like, you know what? We'll have none of this in we'll conference play. Con- we'll consider lifting the curse. Okay. If you proposition for us <laughs> to get into the Big 12. I thought about this this morning. I thought BYU has struggled against Utah. Football lost, what, four in a row, two in basketball. But they have owned Texas. Would you rather beat Utah on those or have beaten Texas? From a national standpoint, you have to go with Texas because those for- wins get noticed more. Yes, but if you're living in, like, I don't know, Lehigh or Saratoga Springs, and uh, you're in your ward, and you just get razzed all the time about then that. Then you want BYU there are those to fans that are like, I can't take it. You know, I'll take both. Oh, I want to eat, but yes, I gave a either yeah. or. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take both. Wherever you are, it's clear that your hearts across BYU Sports Nation are firmly planted in Oklahoma City with the BYU women's volleyball team. By the way, we'll talk to Alohi Robbins Hardy, the setter, who has only started two matches, and they were the Elite Eight in the Final Four, and BYU won both. Hey, uh, Baller. Alohi, I'm going to need you to play in the Elite Eight. In the final four. I know you haven't. Nope, st- no I, pressure. I know you haven't started yet. It's the 14 seed and the two seed. Go ahead. Go out there. 
They're in the national championship. Just give it to oh, by the way, she plays she, she plays women's basketball as well. Yeah, and she's, she's had limited dual, limited time with volleyball. Actually, she hasn't practiced much. With everyone, it's, we'll talk to her from Oklahoma City. Dual sport athlete, unseeded BYU has now knocked off number eleven Arizona, number six Florida State, number fourteen Nebraska, and number two overall seed Texas. And if you can beat two, you can beat five, which is what Penn State is. Yes, and that brings us to our next point of the BYU-Penn State matchup. This is a volleyball matchup that has haunted BYU in the past. So when it happened, I said to you last night before the Stanford-Penn State match, I think I want Penn State to win because BYU will have a chance to exercise the demons of losing to that team who knocked them out of their only other Final Four back in 1993, and they've also eliminated the Cougars from the Elite Eight in the NCAA tournament. I straight up don't care. I don't care because if you win a national championship, you won't remember who the opponent is. You'll just remember that you won. And so if BYU wins, that's the bottom line. You can pay. It'd be nice. It's a nice story. But at the end of the day, oh, Stanford or Penn State, just win, baby. Al Davis. Just win, yeah. Rest in peace. (laughs) Sean Olmstead texted us his locker room celebration selfie once again. Immediately, that spread like wildfire. Absolutely. (laughs) That's because this thing. It's a sweet tradition with this mustache. They've won five games in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I was thinking about this. I haven't thought too hard about it, but one of the best, if not the best, women's women's sports teams at BYU ever. Maybe ever. They've won a couple of national titles. Cross country, notably, they've won three. This may be the best team. In women's, B- women's this sports is, at certainly BYU. Certainly this is the best female athlete to ever play at BYU with Jen Hampson. We call her the GOAT. She greatest might, of all time. She might be, and I'm serious when I say this, she might be the greatest athlete, period, That's ever. a conversation we'll have at a later day, for sure. At BYU. Because of everything that she's done and the deep NCAA tournament runs. The Division One All-American honors. Yeah. So that is a conversation for another day. But then you couple her with the other All-American, Alexa Gray and Alohi Robbins-Hardy, who has been a world beater in her two starts, and then Amy Boswell, another honorable mention All-American. You have two great passers, two great blockers, two great hitters. That's why this team is awesome. Yes. Because they have, they have great balance across the board. Now go win. The first non-club sport national championship, at least an opportunity, that the BYU will have since the men's volleyball team won the Natty back in 2004. And Sean Olmstead was the libero on that team. Exercise the demons, beat Penn State. Now, and that's, by, by the way, that's tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern. Watch it on ESPN2. Also listen to it again on BYU Radio. A couple of things that uh, uh, we talked about last night. I shared one of these on Twitter. And, and there's a reason that BYU is the first unseeded team to play for a national championship. The NCAA just whiffed on the seed, but who cares? Whatever. I'll take the added chip on the shoulder. What? BYU's already made history, whether they win that match or not, just by, one, getting to the Final Four, and then, two, if they actually win the national championship as an unseeded team. This is, this is like, I don't know, what is this like? Uh, six winning the national title? Like when Butler won it? Or well, Butler almost won it. Had Butler won it. I, exactly. That, yeah, it is comparable VCU, to what BCU uh, getting to the Final Four, that kind of deal. But the only thing is, if... Women's sports, they don't seed 1 through 64 or 68 like you're used to in the NCAA tournament. There are not four sets of 16. They just go 16. So basically, if you're the 16, you're like a 4. 13, 16 is like a 4 and yes. so on. You get it. BYU would be right. In, they'd be like a 5 seed. So if BYU did that, if, if they seeded the all 64 teams like they did previously, then BYU would have beaten a 3 seed in Arizona, a 2 seed in Florida State, a 1 seed in Texas, and a 4 seed in Nebraska. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
That's excellent. That's and that's, that's pretty and that's, darn good. And that's what you've got to do. Great coaching, great play, great in-game adjustments. It's a big-time game. I think Saturday's going to be fun for BYU fans. 7.30 Eastern, you watch BYU-Penn State National Championship. 11 Eastern, BYU-Stanford men's hoops. Then Monday, the bowl game. It's going to be a great weekend. Some people ask, well, how come BYU women's volleyball didn't beat Washington and Colorado State, two elite teams early in the season? I don't know. Who cares? Well, they had this transition period for Alexa Gray and Jen Hampson, two superstars. Tom Homo, what's up? The athletic director has just showed up. Uh, to Tom, Tom just got here from Oklahoma City, and then I imagine. Have you slept? He's, he's, I imagine Tom's going back tomorrow. He's, <laughs> he's in Miami today. He's going to go back to Oklahoma City tomorrow for the championship. I mean, just, just regardless, like there was a transition period. You need to figure out how to play with two superstars, and they've done that as the season has progressed. What's your best greeting sympathy slash get well soon card to the University of Texas. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Cougar fan, don't mess with Texas unless you destroy them in every sport ever. <laughs> well, <laughs> the time for superlative is now, I it guess. It is. Yes, we will use the word ever quite a few times today. About at Shamo says, Dear Texas, we are very sorry for your loss. But don't think too harshly of us. Killing cattle is not in a cougar's nature. I, I, is, oh, is, is. Is in a cougar's nature. Okay, that, that makes more sense. Also trending, Jeremy mentioned football wrapped up practice minutes ago. Tonight, the team going to the Heat Wizards game. We'll talk to Christian Stewart coming up. Men's basketball getting ready for Stanford as well. But for now, it's all about volleyball. The freshman setter who's made only two starts and victorious in the NCAA tournament, Aloe Robbins-Hardy next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and tune in to our special edition tomorrow. Two-hour edition live at noon Eastern. Tomorrow, we'll talk to BYU football players, get ready for the women's volleyball match. BYU and Stanford men's hoops, a big game for BYU's tournament resume. Huge day tomorrow. Check it out noon Eastern tomorrow, BYU Sports Nation. We need to get into that conference room and uh, watch with a bunch of BYU fans. That, oh, yeah. that, that, oh, yeah. that needs to happen oh, tomorrow yeah. night. Our Twitter topic today, it's not really a question, more of a, hey, you tell us what you think, is write your best greeting slash sympathy slash get well soon card to the University of Texas. And there were some Are we serious... killing BYU's Big 12 chances no, with this Twitter no. topic today? We want people to pay attention. <laughs> Here's the thing. With, with Texas. Is Texas ticked? Yes, they are, and their media personalities were like, Okay, it doesn't matter. Not just football. Any sport ever. Do not ever schedule a series Longhorn with BYU Network again. said something like, it's like they don't even care about us. They, have, they don't <laughs> care about our feelings. At C-O-T underscore BYU football. May the Longhorns on the range have a Merry Christmas. Nice. Okay, so there's some holiday greetings coming in as well. The, the TV viewers are noticing this as well. We've just added the Miami Beach Bowl trophy to the set here. Carlos Padilla has delivered that. We'll talk to him in a few minutes. It looks fantastic. It's as awesome in person, if not more, as it was in the picture when we first saw it. Yeah, it's, so we've got the helmet and got the trophy. The, the invite. All good to go. Joining BYU Sports Nation now, making her debut on the show, as a matter of fact, is BYU freshman setter Alohi Robbins-Hardy. Alohi, aloha. How are you in Oklahoma City? I'm doing great. It's great here. What was your reaction when you saw that final kill from Jen Hampson go official and you knew you were playing for a national championship? Uh, 
I have no clue. Nothing went through my head. I was just, it's a great feeling, um, speechless, pretty much. In that moment, is it find, find a person to hug? Is that the, the number one goal as soon as that happens? I think, I think that's the main goal is just find someone to hug or just get in that pile. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's not overlook the fact, Alohi, that uh, your two career starts have come in the Elite Eight and the Final Four. What did your coach, Sean Olmstead say to you and get you ready to play in arguably the two most important matches of your life? Uh, well, he was just, he just made sure I was ready and um, just ready to play and go out there and do my thing. So that's what I did. How did you do that so well after having zero starts and then you have these two huge ones? How did you do that? Um, I think it was just more for the team, you know, just getting in there and um, doing what's best for the team and just did you helping have us any get ner- better. Did you have any nerves at all, Alohi, in those two starts? No, I would say I didn't. How much credit do you give the Olmstead stash to all of this? Oh, they they are a huge part of this, you know. They, <laughs> I guess it's not a very great thing, but I mean, I don't even know if he likes it. Yeah, I, I don't think he likes it, which is, which is this. <laughs> I want to go back to the last point. Jennifer Hampson gets blocked. And instead of going out to Noble, switching it, you go right back to her. What was that decision like in that moment? Um, I, I just heard her. You know, she's calling for the ball, and I, was, I trusted her, and I just gave it to her and let her go with it. Alohi Robbins Hardy with us on BYU Sports Nation, celebrating a Final Four win against Texas. Alohi in Oklahoma City as the Cougars prepare to play against Penn State tomorrow night. When you're setting for two all-stars, all-Americans like Jennifer Hampson and Alexa Gray, that's got to make you feel a little bit more comfortable about your job, right? Yes, for sure. I, I definitely trust them um, to do whatever they want and kill the ball, you know. Just help us out on the court. Now you prepare for Penn State uh, tomorrow. What kind of challenge is that, and how loose and confident do you guys feel? Um, I feel we're pretty confident. Um, I don't think it's any different. It's just the next game we have to focus on, and it's one more game closer to our goal. Freshman setter Alohi Robbins-Hardy with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're live in Miami. She's live in Oklahoma City, and all of BYU Sports Nation paying attention to the Cinderella run that BYU women's volleyball is making, as Jeremy mentioned, playing Penn State tomorrow. Alohi, you're a dual-sport athlete. Uh, much like Jen Hampson, you play basketball and volleyball. What is it like to manage two different sports at the Division I level and all of your schoolwork? Um, it's pretty difficult, but I've been able to handle the semester and just with school and stuff. So it's it's hard, but... I'm able to do it, and I love what I do. So, What kind of reaction did you get last night from friends and family or otherwise on uh, Twitter and via text and all that? Um, well, my phone kind of blew up, but 
<laughs> kind of. <laughs> but um, I love the support I have from the islands, especially and my family and my friends. Who gave you the best reaction? Hmm, that's a very good question. <laughs> probably, probably one of my uncles. What did he say? Um, he basically said like he had no words, and he just so it's just a blank text. Said, Great That's... job, yeah, yeah. Okay, and finally, we'll ask you. We we talk to Jeff Judkins on a regular basis. We think he has a great personality. We we know you've obviously had conversations with Sean Olmstead and all of your volleyball teammates. But uh, have you heard from Jeff? And if so, what did he say to you? Um, yeah, he actually he texted me as well, and he he just congratulated me on on the win and wanted me to know how great of a job I'm doing and that he's proud of me. I love him. And he, do, he doesn't want you to forget basketball, right? No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Listen, you can forget basketball until Saturday night, <laughs> and then you can play a game on. You're playing a game on Monday, right, against Utah State and basketball women's hoops. I hopefully will make it out on Sunday with them, but if not, then I might not be there. But I think that's going to be okay. Yeah, we, we will we will make an exception for you, Aloha. <laughs> Okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> hey, great to talk to you. Good luck tomorrow night at the national championship game against Penn State. We will all be watching from Miami. And, and we give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. We would karma. like to deliver you the karma that our show uh, brings with it that we gave to uh, Sean Olmstead. Okay. <laughs> it's a real thing. All right, Aloe, great to talk to you. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right, thanks, guys. At UCLA Grad 90, weighing in on Twitter, Jerem. Our good friend, Nicole Williams, Jamal Williams' mom. Let's that, see. Oh, you got it? Yeah. Okay. okay. And she's, she's referencing the Miami Beach Bowl trophy and the Miami Beach Bowl invitation, saying that that helmet and trophy is swaggy. <laughs> so, of course it's swaggy. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, we'll have more... A reaction on Twitter, including your greeting card. I guess your uh, sympathetic card to the University of Texas. Are you sympathetic? I have, I have no now? sympathy. Yeah, there's not for me. You compete. I, I love, by the way, the picture of Jen Hampson photoshopped out for Taysom jumping over the guy <laughs> in this year. So awesome. That's the beauty of Twitter. Up next, the executive director of the Miami Beach Bowl, Carlos Padilla. And now. Back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. BYU Sports Nation broadcasting from Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel in Miami Beach. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Tomorrow night, BYU women's volleyball is playing for a national championship. The first time they've ever been in that match against Penn State, 7.30 Eastern time on ESPN2 and right here on BYU Radio. At Cougar Fan, Kevin Gordon weighing in on Twitter. My wife wants to go to OKC to watch the national championship for our anniversary. Flight's too expensive. Does BYUSN have a make-a-wish program? Unfortunately, we do not. <laughs> Otherwise, we would be there too, yeah. right? Yeah, we would we would be on the charter plane to Oklahoma City. That and would then be back fun. To Miami. And and like we mentioned, Tom Holm will stop by the set for a moment earlier. 
He's here today. He was in Oklahoma City last night. He's here today. I imagine he's going back tomorrow to go to the match. He told me. And he, then coming back. He, he went to, to Miami, Miami and uh, was uh, with our next guest, Carlos Padilla, I think about a week ago. He said he was there for all of an hour and a half. That's true. That's a busy man, and so are you. <laughs> How are you handling all the stress of uh, the Miami Beach Bowl? What stress? I don't exactly. know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing, nothing's on fire here. We're right by the beach. This is, this is beautiful. This is great. Good to see you guys. So all the work that you do leads up to, you know, the next couple days, but... The most fun you have is when you have the actual event here. Uh, the most fun I have is when I'm sitting with you guys. Obviously. But, but, you know, other than that, I would say, yeah, game day, absolutely. Yeah, it's, we need uh, to have you on the show more often, Carlos. <laughs> hey, you, any, anytime, anytime. You, you've been on four or five times. You're, you're one of the most uh, frequent guests we've hey, had here. but it's, it's a lot of fun, yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, like you said, you know, a lot of work goes into this throughout the year. And, um, you know, it's just exciting to see it all come together. You put so much hard work into it. And, the operations guy, Blake Guthrie, is the assistant executive director of operations. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to sit here right now if it wasn't for everything that he does. And we put a lot of time and effort and energy into it. So to be able to showcase that to millions of people at home, I mean, it's, it's very rewarding to see the final product. Carlos Padilla, the executive director of the Miami Beach Bowl on BYU Sports Nation, live from Miami. You brought the bowl trophy. Yes. That looks nice. Jamal Williams' mom has said it's swaggy. The helmet also on point. Uh, in terms of, like, making things look Miami-esque, I, I think you've gone above and beyond. Well, that's what we tried to do, you know, and I was hoping you were to wear your white pants today. I saw you he wore them yesterday. yesterday. You know, and I, you I was thinking if you, if you held the trophy with the white shirt and the white pants, you might not be able to see the trophy. So maybe it is good that you wore the blue. You know, Tomorrow, a little contrast. There. A little bit of contrast. I brought Monday. both pairs of my white pants, Carlos. Okay, <laughs> okay. so I'll... They will be, they will appear again. All right, I can't wait. We've asked you, but remind you, do you, do you have to own white pants? Do you own white pants? I don't know that you have to. I know I don't, uh, but I'll live vicariously through uh, our friend Spencer right here. We all do. Embrace, <laughs> the, embrace the culture. What, what's the toughest part about getting a bowl game on its feet? First year of this Miami Beach Bowl. The hardest part about it is really just getting the word out there and letting people know who you are. I mean, that's that's the most difficult part. You know, it's people understand what bowl games are, especially here in Miami with the, the long story and, and tradition, uh, rich Orange Bowl. Uh, but when you hear Miami Beach Bowl, they go, you know, what is that? What, are you, what exactly are you talking about? So I think aligning yourself with the right people in the community, the key influencers, uh, like Barry Moskowitz right back here is a great guy. Uh, it's been a, a, a great partner of ours. So it's aligning ourselves with the right people to help get the word out and get that level of support and have those people to have your back. I mean, we're a two-man show, the Miami Beach Bowl. We have a very small bowl staff, and we'll grow that next year. But you need as much support as you can possibly get. So that's the most difficult part. But having gone through this before in St. Petersburg before, I can tell you it's been an easier transition uh, this year, mm -hmm. building this game from year one. I mean, back in February 28th was the first day I started uh, with the bowl game. And look, now we have a football field and a baseball stadium. So it's very rewarding, and uh, we have uh, a lot of support behind us. We were in the hotel for all of about 10 minutes, and I, sa I said to Jerem, okay, seriously, we, we need to figure a way to get BYU back in this bowl game uh, uh, again. This, is, <laughs> this is the primo bowl game experience, in my opinion. I've been to a few, and I, I don't know, it gets much better than Miami in December. I don't know why you're questioning that. It no. doesn't, it <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah, get any better. Is, I, mean, I mean, I'm not <laughs> questioning it at all. Yeah, like, see, they're, they're, now there's a game in the Bahamas now, as you guys know. Yes. There's a game in Hawaii. But like I, as I like to say, you know, ourselves here, the Miami Beach Bowl and the Orange Bowl, have the best bowl experience for these student athletes and the fans. I mean, you can't compete with it. L look at this weather. I'm almost sweating up here. So this is, this is great. The, the lights don't help. Um, <laughs> when you look at BYU and Memphis, what's been the reaction from the community as you have a new bowl, you have these two teams coming to this region? 
Uh, you know, the reaction of the community has been great. I mean, I think if you look on Twitter and you look in, in the local newspaper here, the Miami Herald, as well as the, the paper up in Fort Lauderdale, the, the uh, Sun Sentinel up there, that, you know, the exposure that they've given this game has been fantastic. I mean, everyone's excited to have Memphis here. You look at a lot of those, those kids at Memphis, and people don't think about this part a lot. A lot of the media gets involved. They talk about bowl games and the money involved and those kind of things. There are kids on that team at Memphis that have never been to a beach. I mean, wow. you, think, yeah. you wow. think about that experience for these student athletes, and a lot of that gets forgotten about it. But, you know, you stand here in this lobby at the Lowe's, and you stand in the, the lobby at the Fountain Blue where Memphis is, and you talk to some of these kids. I mean, what an experience this is. I can't afford to stay here, you know, and these guys are <laughs> getting a great experience here. So, you know, we're, we're, we're excited to have them, and the community has been a, a great part of that. If, if you have your first beach is South Beach, that's pretty good. It's all downhill from it's there. It's all yeah, yeah. downhill from there. It's all downhill from <laughs> yeah. there. It's That's a good problem. It's Jared's <laughs> first trip to Florida. I was telling you that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, this has been fantastic good, for me Good luck well. equaling yeah. this trip. It won't. It won't. <laughs> Sorry. The executive director of the Miami Beach Bowl, Carlos Padilla, with us on BYU Sports Nation. We are live at the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel. What kind of an appetite is there for college football uh, in, in Miami? I know that the, the Hurricanes are a little bit down now, and the Orange Bowl is no longer. It's Marlins Park is now there. So what? How has that affected college football, and what kind of an appetite is there? I think there's strong appetite here. I mean, the one one of the things about you know the state of Florida and even Miami, if you want to look at it as a microcosm of the entire state, is that there's so many different people from so many different areas. We are in the South here, so college football is king. Um, so you have the, what you see here, and again, in the state as well as in Miami, is that you have fans of so many different teams. So it's not like a lot of the towns up in the Midwest or or on the East or even you know certain parts of the West where you know you go to certain towns and they're very specific to one team. So I think that creates you know, great diversity from for college football fan standpoint. I mean, everywhere you go on Saturdays, if you go to any local sports bar or restaurant, you're seeing fans of several different teams. So there's plenty of appetite for it. Um, obviously, that was taken into consideration before the game was started. You know, is this something where you know this city can sustain another bowl game? And and I think with us being here and sitting here right now, I think that, you know you can get the answer for that so i imagine there are some byu fans watching this that are going to come here for the game wondering what they should do in miami i've asked you know the same thing byu fans specifically so maybe a different experience than uh, (laughs) someone else what what couple of things do byu fans have to do in miami oh there's so much that miami has to offer and i say i say this all the time to people you know that that where we are right here on south beach and ocean drive and how beautiful of an area this is this is the area that really gets all the attention Okay. Uh, that being said, I mean, you have to come experience the South Beach uh, side of things here in Miami, but there's so much more over the, the causeway over here into Miami that there is to experience. I mean, there's some great museums, great uh, art museums over there. Um, you know, there, there's Little Havana, which is, which is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to talk about culture, you go to Little Havana and try some of the food over there. Yeah, I mean, not, it's, to, it's, not to mention the food. It's great. And, and, you know, being half Puerto Rican, I know I'm biased, but, you know, the people in that area are just so very welcoming um, in Little Havana. Everybody's very, very nice. You can walk up and down the streets and, heck, I mean, they'll probably invite you in for some coffee con leche, you know. So <laughs> I would say Little Havana is a great area. Obviously, Coconut Grove, Coral Gables, great spot to bounce around, do some shopping and eating. But, uh, you know, you got a lot right here in South Beach as well. It all sounds good to me. It's hard not to want to hang out at the beach all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's we were talking last night uh, about BYU watching uh, the volleyball team go to the national championship game and being 200 yards away from the beach. That that's a real debate in a lot of people's minds. Well, I, you know, I love my team, but oh my goodness, the the scenery here uh, is, is next to none, and it's it's hard to explain to somebody that hasn't been here. And this is the first time Jaron and I have been to Miami, but it's it's a once in a lifetime experience if you haven't. Oh, it, it, absolutely. I mean, you, like I said, you you know, you guys are saying all the right things. I mean, take a look around, and and I think. Uh, 
you know, it's a very unique, it's a very unique beach. I mean, I was born and raised here in Florida. I grew up in the Panhandle and kind of worked my way south. I don't think I can go any further uh, being down here in Miami. But, you know, there's not another beach like South Beach, nowhere in the world. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. And it's, uh, like you said, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I can sit here all day and try to explain sure. how great it is. But as you guys know, until you get out here and you walk up and down the street, you hit Lincoln Road and you go down to the beach, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's unmatched anywhere in the, in the world. What are some of the bowl activities coming up for these two teams the next couple of days? Sure, yeah. Last night they had a great beach bash barbecue out here at the Lowe's, and the players did a little dance-off and a belly flop contest. They, they <laughs> ate, did um, the haka, I heard. That's right. Yeah, yeah they did. He did. Um, you know, tonight we're actually taking them all over to the Miami Heat game. Uh, they're going to have dinner prior to that at Marlins Park. Um, you know, when you guys, when you look at Marlins Park, you look at the wall that's above left field, and, and there's a huge, it must be a six-story tall window that opens up and showcases all of downtown Miami. It's just a great backdrop right there. They're going to eat dinner right there overlooking downtown Miami. We're going to bring them over to uh, American Airlines Arena to watch the Miami Heat game. And actually at halftime, we're going to bring some of the players down to the court for a little competition. So that's what they're going to do tonight. Uh, so are they going to shoot? Um, yes, they are. There's going to be a little shooting contest between three Three players from each team. Jerem all of a sudden we're, we're wants to get to involved in this. We're gonna, no, we're going to have to debate <laughs> which three. I think Mitch Matthews might be one of those guys. Christian Stewart. Yeah, how do you pick we're the gonna guys to, to get well, to shoot? You're yeah. going to need some guys with some yeah. range because you're going to need one guy right there underneath the basket. You're going to need another guy at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need another guy at the three-point line. So okay. you're going to have you're gonna have to mix it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. We're going to figure out who those three are. And we're going to have gonna to, have to guess there's who going those three to be, There's going to be a game plan for sure. When you look at the matchup between BYU and Memphis, and we've talked a little bit about this on sure. the phone earlier, Carlos, I feel like the Tigers are the best and most complete team in the American Athletic Conference. They didn't play UCF. They didn't play East Carolina. But what they did against Cincinnati and how they competed against Ole Miss and UCLA on the road spoke volumes to me. So at 9-3, and three, they're the, the great team that no one's ever heard of or the good team that no one's ever heard of. How do you feel about Memphis and BYU as uh, as the matchup? Could it get any better for you? I don't think so. I think I think it's a great matchup for us. Uh, obviously, if I didn't believe that, they wouldn't be here. Um, you know, Memphis is excuse me. Memphis is uh, a great team. They have a great defense. Uh, they don't allow very many points scored score per game. I think they match up very well with BYU. I think uh, you know I'm not a gambling man, but I know a lot of the people in Vegas are, are, are talking about it being like a, a one point spread. I've heard so that. So obviously, yeah. Yeah, obviously, I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. I, I know uh, Jer- our friend Jerem here isn't on board with us on that. I, I do watch the show, my friend. <laughs> but I think you'll see on game day it's going to be a heck of a game. And yeah. uh, you know I know Pat Forty called it the uh, most prop- potentially the most exciting pre Christmas game, as well as some other publications have made some comments similar to that. So I think we're going to see a great game on uh, December 22nd. Well, we're great to a BYU fan could mean something else too. Yes, a a neutral matchup. If BYU (laughs) wins, I think BYU fans will take it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an intriguing matchup in that uh, Memphis runs a similar defense to what BYU does, and 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 Memphis is hungry. BYU's played bowl games in Vegas where the Pac-12 it was the Pac-12 number six or something. They were bummed they didn't make it to the Rose Bowl. It was a a champion of a fun game. I think that both teams are hungry, and that's that's a good match. It's going to be a good game. I promise you that. I I tell you what, we we can make a bet, a friendly bet. All right. (laughs) If you don't bet money, Mormons are in. Yeah, well, baby, ice cream. He can't. Well, I was going to say Cougar Tail. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do a Cougar Tail. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll see. We'll we'll see each other after game. So I'm obviously the Cougar Tail. No, I'm going Cougar Tail. Oh, you're going to – the loser has to buy the other person a cougar Okay, fair enough. 
Fair enough. I was hoping I'd get something from Miami, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't already gotten enough. We got the helmet. That's true. That's true. That's true. Here. And uh, by the way, I've been blinded by your ring a few times, hey, Carlos. I know. I know. Like you said, you've got enough right here, but we can talk about this. We're, we're, we're not betting for this. I yeah. <laughs> that's what I wanted was that. Yeah. Great to talk to you again, Carlos. Good to talk to you uh, looking yeah, forward thanks, to the game Carlos. on Monday and uh, survive the next few days. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Joining us on BYU Sports Station, the executive director of the Miami Beach Bowl, Carlos Padilla. The team's headed to the Miami Heat game tonight. And we remind you to join our Twitter topic. Write your best greeting, sympathy, get well soon card to the University of Texas. Maybe we'll have them write a sympathy card to Memphis on Tuesday, right? If things go well for BYU. It won't have the same buzz, I promise That's you. That's true. It won't because it's not Texas. Don't remind me that the end of the college football season is Monday for BYU. Oh. Okay, I won't. Up next, <laughs> more football. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel. This place is awesome. Yes, it I is. I love it. Oklahoma City will be rocking as well tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern, BYU and Penn State for the Women's Volleyball National Championship. Watch it on ESPN2. Listen to it right here on BYU Radio. Two-hour show for us tomorrow as well, right here. Yeah, check it out. Noon Eastern. We'll be right here. As you can see, by the way, the BYU buses just pulled up. They just finished uh, from practice. Get reaction from the guys. Yeah, players walking into the hotel right now, uh, and uh, we will hear from BYU as they prepare for Memphis. Uh, initial word from practice today, according to uh, Jay Drew of the Salt Lake Tribune, practice was much better today. That from Bronco Mendenhall. Yesterday, as uh, we learned, it was dominated by the offense, especially in seven-on-seven drills. But uh, an overall better practice today, that according to head coach Bronco Mendenhall from Jay Drew of the Salt Lake Tribune. You want to hear that every day, right? Yeah, practice it was, better was than yesterday. great. Well, yesterday you said sometimes I wish if it was, like, horrible, like, coaches would just be like, that was terrible practice. We're not ready to play at all. Yeah, I, I wish they would just be forthright. <laughs> well, a lot of that is just public perception, right? Like, you're not going to say, you know what, we're not getting great hustle out of certain guys. You're just going to say, oh, we're, uh, you know, we're working on our effort yeah. and uh, going to give it 110%. Well, apparently morning meetings this were, uh, were inspirational today from the coaches to the players, <laughs> if that's the word you want to use. <laughs> nice. nice. It's nice inspirational. And so uh, the fire was back on the practice field. Uh, write your best greeting slash sympathy slash get well soon card to the University of Texas after BYU knocked off the Longhorns. In the NCAA Women's Volleyball Final Four, BYU, as we discussed earlier, 5-0 and against Texas in all sports since 2012. That's pretty good. Yes. It's better in than everything. In fact, it's perfect. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not better than beating Utah. What? Right now, we would like to introduce you once again to the BYU quarterback, Christian Stewart, who joined BYU Sports Nation as he gets ready for what he hopes is win number nine, wearing jersey number seven. Christian Stewart, Miami is here. Just a few awesome. days away Beautiful. from the Miami Beach Bowl. How was the trip getting down to South Beach? It was fun. It was long. Plane ride was long, but we had a good time. I mean, all the seniors were crammed up in the front, so we had, we had a little party going on. And Wait, then... they had designated seats? Yeah, the, on the plane. In the plane? Is yeah. That every game? It was a seating chart. Yeah, we yeah. have, I mean, they give us a little card when we get on, and we sit by whoever we're assigned to sit by. I was sitting by Ross, and Alani was by, by me. Sky was behind me. Okay. It was a good time. We had fun. How about Garrett 2J's outfit? Oh, my goodness. 
That I wanted to know, did he buy that for this trip, or did he, he already to, have it? Yeah. No way he owned that. Are you sure? I mean, I, I don't know. who knows? He might be repping that in Southern California when he was at College of the Canyons. <laughs> when he goes on recruiting business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. seriously. We had this conversation yesterday about white pants. Okay, I brought two pairs of white pants to Miami. You're wearing white shorts. Are you okay with the white pants factor in Miami? Oh, you got to wear the white pants in Miami. Did you see Coach uh, Capusi? his <laughs> yeah. white pants? I did not see his white pants. So fresh. So clean. <laughs> got to have the white pants. You've been to a couple of bowl games. Uh, what's the Miami experience like so far, and it's early, versus some of the other ones you've got? Um, well, first of all, it's warm here. The other bowl games I've been, it's all been cold places. And we get to go to the beach. I mean, I've never been to a bowl game where we just get to go swimming. It's encouraged. That would be a lot of fun to do that. Uh, there's also a lot of other I mean, we were walking around. There's tons of shops, tons of restaurants, a lot of fun stuff to do around here that, I mean, I'm sure none of the guys on the team have been here. So it's a lot of fun for us. In terms of a bowl game experience, like it's, at least from what I've seen and other teams have gone through, it's, it has to be hard to beat something like this. I mean, you're, you're on the beach. You're in Miami. It's, you mentioned all those great things about the weather and, and the swimming and the activities. So how much... How hard is it not to get too overwhelmed with how much awesomeness there is around you knowing you have to play a football game? Yeah, I don't think there's a venue or a city that could top Miami for a bowl game. I mean, unless you're in, like, Hawaii somewhere, I don't see anywhere topping this setting. I mean, we're in one of the nicest hotels I've ever been in. Uh, so that aspect, it's a lot of fun, but there are a lot of distractions, and it, it worries me. I mean, I don't want players getting in trouble, key guys getting sent home. I mean, that would be detrimental to, the, to our team and to the game. But our coaches have done a good job of keeping us focused on we're here to win. And last year, we weren't there to win when we were in San Francisco. The mindset wasn't right. Coach and I pointed that out to us yesterday, and we were focusing really on senior leadership. And it's our last game. Uh, really ever for most of us and we need to take charge keep guys you know focus on what's most important and if we do that I feel like we have a great chance to win so it's trying to get all the non-seniors to have the same focus as the seniors exactly. is that the goal well I'm not sure all the seniors have the same focus but <laughs> trying to get all the guys going in the right direction is is the main focus but I feel like for the most part everyone is we know yeah there's a lot of fun stuff going on but it doesn't matter if we come out of here with a loss the focus now is on trying to get to nine wins. Given what this team has gone through, the four straight losses and now four straight wins, including the big one at Berkeley, at Cal, your coming out party, if you will, where you, uh, you had a really nice game statistically on the field. What would nine wins mean to this BYU team with the context of this entire season? Yeah, so last year I remember very vividly we lost our bowl game and then it was eight days later I think we had – um, our first team meeting and winter workout started, and I just remember getting ripped into by the coaches saying, eight and five, that is not a successful season. That's not what we want here at BYU. And so I still have that taste in my mouth. Eight and five is not what we want. And given the circumstances of this season, if we could pull out nine wins, I think it would be huge for this program. I mean, that four-game skid, it was, it was a freaky thing, and just a lot of different things went wrong. It was kind of the perfect storm. And if we can bounce back from that on a five-game win streak, nine-win season, I feel like it's a very successful season for us. Can you pinpoint the so-called turnaround on any single thing, one thing that really made the biggest difference? I think it was great that Boise State came out and just slaughtered us. I think that was the best thing for our team because really? it, 
it woke us up. Huh. And it was either, look, we can give up right now and be done, or we can figure out what's going on and we can come together and we can turn this around. And that's what we did. The coaches, I, I remember coming in that next day and Coach Mendenhall showed us clip after clip of all the great things that we did that game. And he's like, look, if we do these things, if we all execute, nobody can beat us. But then he showed us all of the little mistakes that created huge plays for their team or negative plays for uh, the offense and just showed that if if we can just tighten up those small details, nobody's going to be able to beat us. You've played against a fair amount of competition in the American Athletic Conference this year between Connecticut and, and UCF, and now you have, uh, of course, Memphis in the Miami Beach Bowl. Now, given that you have played one of the elite teams in, in UCF, and now you get uh, another 9-3 and three team in Memphis, can you draw any parallels from those two programs or their style of play, or is it totally different? So I think as far as the parallels, they recruit similar athletes. I feel like watching the film, it's a, it looks almost identical uh, type of athletes, size, speed, skill level. It's basically the same for UCF and um, Memphis, but scheme-wise a lot different, obviously. And, and one thing that's to our advantage is they run our defense, that our defense runs. They, I, apparently they came in and, we're uh, getting coached up by our defensive staff this past offseason, trying to learn how we do things. They visited Provo? Yeah, they visited Provo. And, Convenient. Yeah, <laughs> we had no idea we'd be playing them, obviously. Yeah. But um, we know how to succeed against our style of defense. So that's one thing that we have going in our favor going into this game. What are you better at than Memphis? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct answer. <laughs> um. What are we better at than Memphis as far as uh, defense? What have you seen in film where you go, you know what, I think we're going to excel in this specific thing? On an offensive end. Sure. You can talk about your defense so if I, you'd uh, like. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I think that we will be able to pass. I don't know how good their passing defense or passing offense is because I don't watch their side of the ball. But I know that we'll be able to pass. I've watched their film I mean, I know their weaknesses. I know our strengths, especially against this kind of defense, and I feel like we should be able to throw the ball. And if we can get the run game going, really, I, th I feel like we'll be able to score a lot of points. This game. What have you seen on film that their defense does well? Their defense does well at stopping the run. They bring a lot of guys into the box. They'll have their Sam and Will walked up. They'll have their Mike and Buck um, over the ball. And so they'll have kind of a lot of guys in the box. Um, which will stop the run a lot, or I mean two to three yards, just like our defense does. No one can really run on our defense, but as you've seen, we're vulnerable in the pass game because you bring guys up into the box and then they're running out and it creates vacancies. And so I, I feel like we should be able to throw on them, but running the ball might be a little tougher. There was a, com a couple tweets, one, uh, a couple from Jay Drews quoting you from practice uh, today saying that, hey, the offense, we own the defense, something like that. What happened out there? Um, it was in seven-on-seven, seven and we just had a really good session. I feel like guys were running great routes, and our scheme this week, so our coaches have gone against this defense for years and years, and so we put together a great scheme of how to beat uh, quarters or when they're rolling to their different coverages, and, yeah, we... I mean, we torched the defense in Skelly today. We, we had so it was an accurate not shy assessment. about letting them know yeah. that. I no, yeah, hey, I'm misquoted. fine. The defense always talking smack. I'm fine just talking heat on them. Today. Someone's talking trash back. But, yes, yeah. I feel great about it. Too. I'm glad it's on air too. So they know. Christian Stewart with us on BYU Sports Nation live from the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel. Christian, what's 
what's your confidence level right now going into the bowl game? I feel very confident, especially in our offense. I feel like we've been on a great rhythm the past uh, three, four games. And I honestly feel like we can score every every possession, every time we touch the ball. We know that we have the playmakers, the execution, the, the game plan to be able to put the ball in the end zone. And let's finish with this. He may or may not be sitting nearby, but what's your honest opinion of Jordan Leslie? <laughs> oh, Jay Les. <laughs> Uh, just, I don't know. Uh, just us here. Just us here. <laughs> I don't know if I should uh, share my honest opinion of no. <laughs> I honestly am so glad that Jordan chose to come to BYU. He's been such a good friend of mine. He's my little brother on the team. Little brother, right? Little. Don't let him fool you. He'll wow. say he's my big brother. He, he, he has stood up and he's about to come over here. <laughs> he's definitely my little brother. In fact, he's brother. coming over here. <laughs> What's up, little brother? <laughs> no, but hey, I'm, I've had a lot of fun with him. He, he's gotten to know my family. They all love him. He knows he's welcome over at the Stewart household at any time. And I'm excited to see what he does at the next level. I mean, I won't, I won't be there with him, but I know he's going to be successful whatever he does. Christian, great to have you with us. Big bro. Now, okay, <laughs> big bro. There, there's the big brother references <laughs> as he walks away. Uh, Christian, great to have you with us uh, on BYU Sports Nation. Wish you the best of luck in the bowl game. And enjoy Miami, but with, with the focus. Yes, the focus. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Christian Stewart delivering, as does Jordan Leslie with the photo bomb. Good answer. Up next. Great, if that's what that's what it brought about, I'll take it. Up next, final thoughts, a preview of our two-hour Saturday edition. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan about to put a bow on this Friday, BYU Sports Nation. Moments from now, we're going to talk with Michael Alisa, Alani Fua, and DeAndre Wesley. Don't forget Mitch Matthews and Jordan Leslie, part of BYU Football All Access on a two-hour special edition of BYU Sports Nation tomorrow, live from Miami. Noon Eastern, 10 Mountain. Check that out. Loaded show. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help your need most. DexterLaw.com. And for a second straight day. It goes to BYU Women's Volleyball. Naturally, and we gave the karma to Alohi Robbins-Hardy. Earlier in the week, we gave it to Sierra Parker. Check. Sean and Olmstead the, on the Monday. Dose. I think on Tuesday we gave it to the Stashs. The National Coach of the Year. Two days later. What do you know? It's real. <laughs> Join our Twitter conversation using the hashtag BYUSN whenever you feel like it. Again, thanks to all of our guests today. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to our good friend Amy Steele Gant, who you know will be watching the national championship match for BYU tomorrow night <laughs> against Penn State. Beat the Nittany Lions. BYU Sports Nation back.